Podcast Network Asia. What's up? Welcome to the courtroom. I am Theo. And I'm Oj. And in this podcast, we tell the stories about people's life, liberty, and property. Kikwentohan namin kayo about court rulings in a way that will make you understand jurisprudence like a nine-year-old. So join us as we delve into true crime, political controversies, and all things Tare de Chismis every week. Narealize ko lang, Teo, na a lot can happen in five minutes. Ang serious naman natin dyan, Oj. Pero tulad ng ano ba? Hindi, kasi like the small stuff, you can take a power nap in between reading cases. You can grab a snack. You can stretch, you can watch, you can even dance. In between cases? <laughs> Oo, oh, no. Alam mo pa kung ano ang pwede mong gawin in 5 minutes? Ano? Opening a BPI account online. Yes, you heard me right, Teo. For those who are not yet BPI clients and do not have an account with BPI, you can now open an account without having to go to a branch. All you need to do is download the mobile app and fill up the necessary information. Once you have opened the account, you can shop online, transfer funds, send and receive payments, pay bills, pay loans, and many more. So download the BPI app and open an account online anywhere because hashtag kaya yan with BPI. Next one, BPI. Alam mo bang yan ang oldest bank in the Philippines, Teo? Ah, si Shiner mo na ngayon. <laughs> Pero actually, hindi lang sa Philippines. I think in the Southeast Asia. And sakto pala kasi ang topic natin ngayon also involves a bank, Oj. This is a story kasi of a bank who releases fund to a supplier only to find out that the letter of credit provided for the availment of the said funds were fraudulent. Ngayon, ang tanong, marerecover ba ng banko yung nalabas nitong pera? Well, that's what we're going to find out as we tell you the case of Bank of America versus Court of Appeals, Interresin Industrial Corporation, Francisco Trajano, John Doe, and Jane Doe. On March 5, 1981, Bank of America in Manila received a registered mail, an irrevocable letter of credit, supposedly issued by the Bank of Ayuda, Samyaek branch for the account of General Chemicals Limited of Thailand in the amount of 2,782,000 plastic ropes and agricultural files. The Bank of America was the advising bank and yung Interresin Industrial Corporation naman yung beneficiary. So, the said bank informed Interresin of the foregoing and transmitted to them the letter of credit. Upon receipt of the letter advice with the letter of credit, Interresin sent attorney Emiliano Tanay to Bank of America to have the letter of credit confirmed. Though, inexplain ni Reynaldo Duenas, yung bank employee in charge of credit kay attorney Tanay na no need daw to confirm since the letter of credit would not have been transmitted if hindi yun genuine. Between March 26 to April 10, 1981, nagpartial availment yung interesin under the letter of credit. Nagsubmit sila ng invoices to Bank of America covering the shipment of 24,000 rope to General Chemicals valued at around 1 million plus plus US dollars. They also submitted the corresponding packing list, export declaration, and bill of lading. 
since interest documents conformed with the conditions expressed in the letter of credit, Bank of America issued in favor of interest a cashier's check worth 10 million plus plus pesos. Ito yung equivalent nung draft na 1.3 dollars drawn by interest Pero syempre, dinedact na nila dito yung cost for the documentary stamp, postage, and mail issuance. The check was picked up by Interesin's Executive Vice President, Barcelina Tillo. On April 10, Bank of America wrote to Bank of Ayudhya, advising the latter of the availment under the letter of credit. And of course, pinapareimburse na nila yung availment ng Interesin. Meanwhile, Interesin, through Ms. Tio, presented to Bank of America the documents for the second availment under the same letter of credits, consisting of a packing list, bill of lading, invoices, export declaration, and bills in set, evidencing the second shipment of goods. Kaso, nakatanggap yung Bank of America ng telex from the Bank of Ayudhya, declaring the letter of credit fraudulent. So, Bank of America stopped the processing of interresins documents and sent a telex to its branch office in Bangkok, Thailand requesting assistance in determining the authenticity of the letter of credit. Bank of America kept interresin informed of the developments. Dahil nasesense na nila na may fraud na nagaganap, they sought the assistance of the NBI. The NBI officers sent to Thailand uh, discovered that the vans exported by interresin did not contain ropes but plastic strips, wrappers, rugs, and waste materials. Dito naman sa Philippines, ininvestigate din ng NBI yung president ng Interresin, si Francisco Trajano and Executive Vice President Barcelina Tio, who thereafter were criminally charged for estafa through falsification of commercial documents. The case, however, was eventually dismissed by the Rizal Provincial Fiscal kasi wala daw prima facie evidence to warrant prosecution. Anyway, Bank of America sued Interresin for the recovery of the 10.2 million peso, yung equivalent ng 1.3 US dollars on the partial availment of the now disowned letter of credit. On the other hand, yung Interresin naman claimed that not only was it entitled to retain 10.2 million pesos on its first shipment, entitled din daw sila sa balance na one around 1.4 million US dollars plus plus to para dun sa second shipment naman. So, ano ngayon ang issue sa case na to, Oj? Dalawa actually ang importanteng issue dito, Teo. Eh. One is whether under the letter of credit, Bank of America has incurred any liability to the beneficiary, which is interesting. And two, may Bank of America recover what it has paid under the letter of credit when the corresponding draft for partial availment thereunder and the required documents were later negotiated with it by interesting? Sabi ng Supreme Court, for us to understand what happened in the first place, we have to recall how a letter of credit is employed in trade transactions in its modern use. So, paano nga ba? And wait, ano nga ba ang letter of credit, Oj? A letter of credit kasi is a financial device developed by merchants as a convenient and relatively safe mode of dealing with sales of goods to satisfy the seemingly ir- irreconcilable interest of a seller and a buyer. Kasi diba, usually naman, ayaw ni seller na ibigay agad yung goods na hindi pa siya binabayaran. And si buyer naman, syempre, gusto niya nasa kanya na yung goods bago siya magbayad. So, as a solution, yung buyer, pwede siya mag-contract ng bank para mag 
issue ng letter of credit in favor of the seller. And by virtue of the letter of credit, the issuing bank, yung bank na kinontak ng buyer, can authorize the seller to draw drafts and engage to pay them. Upon the presentment simultaneously with the tender of the documents required by the letter of credit, gets? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Mag-agree yung, syempre dito, mag-agree yung buyer and seller kung ano yung mga documents na ipepresent for payment. But ordinarily, they are documents of title, evidencing or attesting yung shipment of the goods to the buyer. Once the credit is established, the seller ships the goods to the buyer and in the process, isesecure niya yung mga required shipping documents or documents of title. Para mabayaran siya, mag-execute ng draft yung seller and ipepresent niya, niya yon together with the required documents dun sa issuing bank. And then, yung issuing bank redeems the draft and pay cash to the seller if it finds that the documents submitted by the seller conform with what the letter of credit requires. Kukunin ng bank yung mga documents upon paying the seller. And ngayon, complete na yung transaction pag nag-reimburse na yung buyer dun sa issuing bank. And ma-acquire niya yung mga documents that entitles him to the goods. Under this arrangement, the seller gets paid only if he delivers the documents of title over the goods. While yung buyer naman acquires uh, said documents and control over the goods only after reimbursing the bank. Safer nga naman kasi yung gantong process. This is what distinguish a letter of credit from other accessory contracts. Merong engagement eh of a issuing bank which pays the seller of the draft and the required shipping documents presented to it. In turn, it assures the seller of prompt payment, independent of any breach of the main sales contract. Ito yung tinatawag na independence principle. Dinedetermine ng bank yung compliance with the letter of credit simply by examining the shipping documents presented. And hindi syempre kasama dito yung question whether the main contract is actually accomplished or not. There are at least three parties in this transaction. First, a buyer who procures the letter of credit and obliges himself to reimburse the issuing bank upon receipt of the documents of title. Second is the bank issuing the letter of credit which undertakes to pay the seller upon receipt of the draft and proper documents of title and to surrender the documents to the buyer upon reimbursement. And third, the seller who in compliance with the contract of sale shipped the goods. <laughs> Ship the goods to the buyer and delivers the document and titles and drafts to the issuing bank to recover the payment. So basically, three parties pero pwede mag-increase to lalo na sa international trade practice. You can seek for the services of an advising or notifying bank to convey to the seller the existence of the credit. Or pwede din naman a confirming bank which will lend credence to the letter of credit issued by a lesser known issuing bank. Or of a paying bank which undertakes to encash the drafts drawn by the exporter. Bukod doon, kung ayaw mo namang pumunta pa doon sa place ng issuing bank para i-claim yung payment, siguro kasi malayo yung issuing bank nasa ibang bansa, for example, the buyer may approach another bank and ang tawag doon sa bank na yun is a negotiating bank to have the draft discounted. Being a product of international commerce, the impact of this commercial instrument transcends national boundaries. Sa Philippine law, the Code of Commerce basically introduces its concept under Articles 567 to 572. Rules were later developed, like the Uniform Customs and Practice for Documentary Credits, or UCP, issued by the International Chamber of Commerce and other principles which are not dealt with the UCP. So, balik tayo ngayon sa pinaka-issue ng case na to, which is 
whether under the letter of credit, Bank of America has incurred any liability to the beneficiary. This is an issue that largely is dependent on the bank's participation in that transaction. Kasi, as a mere advising or notifying bank, it would not be liable. But if it is deemed to be a confirming bank, then pwedeng liable siya. So, ano ba yung ruling tayo? Advising bank ba yung Bank of America or confirming bank? Sabi ng Supreme Court, Bank of America has only been an advising bank and not a confirming bank. Clearly evident daw yon sa provisions mismo ng letter of credits. Sa letter of advice ng Bank of America, sa request nila for payment of advising fee and yung admission ng interest in that it has paid the said advising fee. And that Bank of America has asked Interresin to submit documents required by the letter of credit and eventually has paid the proceeds did not obviously make it a confirming bank. The fact too that the draft required by the letter of credits is to be drawn under the account of General Chemicals or the buyer only means the same had been presented to the Bank of Ayudhya, the issuing bank for payment. Just to recall, the letter of credit is an engagement of the issuing bank, not the advising bank, to pay the draft. And isa pa, Bank of America's letter dated March 11, 1981 has expressly stated that, to quote, The enclosure is solely an advice of credit opened by the above-mentioned correspondent and conveys no engagement by us, end of quote. This was a written reservation by Bank of America in limiting its obligation only to being an advising bank. And it is in consonance with the provisions of UCP. Kaya as an advising or notifying bank, Bank of America did not incur any obligations more than just notifying interesting of the letter of credit issued in its favor, let alone to confirm the letter of credit. Pero di ba dapat daw chinek ng Bank of America yung authenticity ng letter of credit? As per the Supreme Court, bringing the letter of credit to the attention of the seller is the primordial obligation of an advising bank. Yung sinasabi na dapat chinek muna ng Bank of America yung authenticity of the letter with the Bank of Ayudia by using advanced mode of business communication before dispatching the same to interesting finds no real support in UCP. Right. Article 18 of the UCP states that banks assume no liability or responsibility for the consequences arising out of the delay and or loss in transit of any messages, letters or documents or for delay, mutilation or other errors arising in the transmission of any telecommunication. As advising bank... Bank of America is bound only to check the apparent authenticity of the letter of credit na ginawa niya naman. And by apparent meaning the appearance to an aided senses that is not or may not be borne out by more rigorous examination or greater knowledge. Okay, clear. So, paano naman yung question about dun sa recovery of payment ni Bank of America dun kay Interesin? Marerecover ba niya yung payment na yon? Yes, sabi ng Supreme Court, marirecover niya. Kasi this kind of transaction is commonly referred to as a discounting arrangement. This time, Bank of America has acted independently as an a-negotiating bank naman para hindi na pumunta si Interesin sa Bank of Ayudia and doon mag-present ng mga documents to recover payment. So, ginamit ng Interesin yung service ng Bank of America as a negotiating bank para makuha na niya yung payment doon sa shipment. Ayan, korek ka dyan. Pero, di naman kailangan Bank of America talaga 
talaga eh. Pwede namang pumili ng ibang bank yung interest in kung saan niya gusto. I-negotiate yung draft and documents. Okay, gets. And syempre, as a negotiating bank, Bank of America has a right to recourse against the issuer bank. And hanggat di pa nare-reimburse sa kanya yung binayad niya, interest in as the drawer of the draft continues to assume a contingent liability. Interest in admits having 10.2 million pesos from the Bank of America on the letter of credit and in having executed the corresponding draft. The payment to interest in has given Bank of America the right of reimbursement from the issuing bank, Bank of Ayuda, which in turn would then seek indemnification from the buyer, which is the General Chemicals of Thailand. Since Bank of Ayuda disowned the letter of credit, Bank of America may now turn to interest in for restitution. So, to end, firstly, the Supreme Court held that Petitioner Bank of America has acted merely as a notifying bank and did not assume the responsibility of a confirming bank. And secondly, Petitioner Bank as negotiating bank is entitled to recover on interest in partial availment as beneficiary of the letter of credit which has been disowned by the alleged issuer, Bank of Ayodhya. Thus, Respondent Interest in Industrial Corporation is ordered to refund to Petitioner Bank of America the amount of 10.2 million pesos plus plus with legal interest from the filing of the complaint until fully paid. Teo, what do you usually do on your breaks? Kunwari, kapag tapos ka na sa isang work mo, tapos may susunod agad na kailangan mo nang gawin, how do you spend those few minutes na mayroon ka? Meron ba akong few minutes? <laughs> well, most of the time, I'll just lay down and watch something that I can refresh my mind with, diba? Also, I try to imagine myself on vacations kasi bakasyon-bakasyon na ako, you know? <laughs> Hanging out with friends. Those are the things that I look forward to. Wow, that's actually nice. With our busy schedule, it's really important to use your time wisely. Kaya in just 5 minutes, you can create your new account and start planning for your future. For those who are not yet BPI clients and do not have an account with BPI yet, all you have to do is to download their mobile app, submit a valid ID, and fill in all the important details. Sobrang dali lang, di ba? That's right! Having a BPI online account is so convenient. You can transfer funds, pay bills, and even manage your finances in just a click. You can also cash in with GCash, PayMaya, Grab, Lazada, MegaPay, and Jazzy Pay. Being with BPI also comes with unbeatable online banking security. These five minutes will be worth your future. This is the country's most trusted bank, BPI. So download the BPI mobile app and open an account online anywhere today. Because hashtag, kaya yan with BPI. Ang dami mong segue ngayon tayo ah. Oy, of course. Siyempre, we want to reiterate to our listeners the importance of being financially wise, di ba? Being financially prepared, lalo na sa panahon na ganito, pandemic, di ba? And siyempre, banks provide us solutions for various things, whether investment yan, savings, loans, and dito nga sa kaso na diniscuss natin, di ba? Kahit credit. Kaya naman, Oj, alam mo na, ano mang insights mo sa case na to? I agree with you naman, Teo. Banks expand our options and make transactions a lot easier. Just like sa case na to, they actually bridge the gap or even go beyond distance and national boundaries so people can connect, engage, and close business dealings and transactions. Uh-oh. Basta walang mga fraudulent eme, eh, ba? <laughs> so, before we end, syempre, we'd like to thank Eric for requesting this banking case or a special commercial law case. So, yan, Erica, request granted. <laughs> and also, kay Christelle, kay Villarreal, Coral, 
isa sa mga avid listeners natin. Nilulook forward daw niya yung episode natin, Teo. Oh, eh. Thank you, thank you for your message. Sobrang inspiring. Ikaw, courtmates, ikaw na nakikinig. <laughs> What's your insight on this case? Diba? Share it with us naman or let us know what cases you would like us to chika for our next episode. If you guys like our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or wherever you're listening to right now. You can also watch the Audiogram version of this podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Again, this is Odge and Theo leaving you with a reminder to always look back in history because precedence shall rule the future. Thank you for listening and, and we'll see you again in the courtroom. Bye! The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.